Weekly Laws Podcast, episode number 152. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No, reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And it's been three weeks? Has it? Well, we were off for two, so it has been three, I do believe. It's been three. Wow, it feels so good to be back with you guys. Now, of course, I've been releasing at least somewhere between five to eight episodes a week of podcasts, and you've been releasing anywhere between three or four of your own that you've been in. So we have not been away from the microphone, but we have been away from the Lost Podcast. Actually, I've been releasing them all, but you know, yeah, Stephanie has not all of them. Stephanie has taken on some post-production work here at GSPN.TV headquarters. Can I share the funniest story? Go ahead. As we're sitting here. About to discuss Lost. Yes, we are. I'm hearing our three-year-old in my head going, freaking polar bears. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, on the Hannah Montana. Because my husband let our children hear the the Hurley line. The exploring the mystery. Yes, that's what it is, from exploring the mystery. And so now our three-year-old, well, all of our children do it. It's just really cute and funny when she does it. She's running around going freaking polar bear. Yeah, if you can, if you can imagine, <laughs> if you can imagine a three-year-old, and she has this most adorable little like girly voice, and she's gonna freaking polar bears. <laughs> it's, 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 anyway, it's, it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> anyway, it'll be fun at church no, tomorrow. Stephanie did not get a raise. Did Stephanie get a raise? Um, I did, but time zero is still zero. So exactly. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and uh, start things off. We have quite a few announcements that I want to bring up tonight. Uh, and the first one, I think, is pretty exciting because I, from what it sounds like, we're going to have quite a few people join us for the New York City meetup. And uh, basically, Stephanie and I will be in New York City for PodCamp NYC. Uh, from uh, We'll actually be there all day February 25th, which is a Friday. The 26th, which is a Saturday, and we will be there all day Sunday, the 27th. And uh, we are very thankful for our good friend, Chef Mark, over at the Culinary Media Network, who is a wonderful friend and a very active participant in the community here at gspn.tv for giving us room and board. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe we might even mooch a free meal off of the Chef Mark. So oh, uh, you know that you're not going to eat it. Anyway. I know. Do you they are have so picky? Chef Mark, do they have a Chipotle close by? They do. Do they really? I was on Chipotle.com <laughs> tonight. <laughs> they are all over that city. That is awesome. Chipotle. That, that is definitely going to be a video podcast. Is is Chipotle in the city? Mark, of New are York. we? I, Mark, are we still going to the bakery for a cupcake? Of course you are. I've been I've been saving my pennies for for a cupcake. So here, here's the situation. I'm going to be doing a speaking engagement. Uh, I'll be speaking at one of the sessions on Friday the 25th. And Chef Mark and his business partner, Jennifer Linolo, 
uh, you know, Lo, and um, myself, the three of us, maybe have some other people, are going to do a panel discussion on Saturday. Okay. And I've already realized, and um, I've already realized that there are quite a few listeners who said that they want to get together and meet up with us, and it seems that Saturday would be the best time. We're going to just tell you to stay tuned for further details, but my initial thinking is that probably something right around that time of that panel discussion, maybe afterwards or doing something, I don't know. Are you well, talking to me? No, I'm talking to him, just oh, okay. talking. So anyway, okay. <laughs> here's, here's the deal. If you are going to be anywhere near New York City that weekend and you want to get together and meet with Stephanie and I and a bunch of other people from the community, Chef Mark, Andrea Zuniga is going to be there. Um, gosh, so many other people that uh, Christine Peel, Peeler, Peeler, Malkoff. Yes, Ma- is that how you say? It? I think so. I think so. She goes by Peeler. I think she does in uh, Twitter and everything she does. place else. But anyway, she's going to be there, so it, it's going to be a lot of fun. What I'll do is we'll we'll actually officially plan something and give you all the details. If you want the details of that, you will want to be subscribed to the GSPN.TV mailing list. And just go to gspn.tv slash list, and you can get on there, and that's where the details will be sent out. Now, the next announcement. Stephanie, I'm extremely excited about this one. Okay. You and I are hosting a Matthew Ebel house concert on May we 15th. We are. We are. Now. So excited. Matthew. Except Ma- I'm going to have to dust. Yes, we're going to have to dust. <laughs> I've already been thinking about how clean my house is going to have to be <laughs> to to open it up to, for this concert. Right. Now, I see... In the, you're going to help that week, right? I will certainly help you that week. Okay. Uh, some folks in the chat room are saying, uh, who is uh, Matthew Ebel? And already other people in the chat room are answering that question quite fervently. But for those of you who are listening by podcast and you don't know... Uh, one of the things as a podcaster that ha- was quite frustrating to, frustrating to me starting things out was the fact that I can't just go and play uh, normal music that that's li- licensed to the RIAA and all those other goofy people. So, or BMI, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. But the fact is, is that there came this growing movement called the Podsafe Music Network and Podsafe Music in general. And it's it's independent artists and independent musicians that are just out there putting out music, and they freely give it to podcasters to play in their shows. And Matthew Ebel was among the first of those, and he was the first Podsafe music artist that I ever heard, and he is an excellent musician, and he's very active in the new media and podcasting world, and I'm glad to host him in our home for that evening. So uh, it's going to be May 15th at 7 p.m. in our house, and uh, it May 15th is a Thursday night, so we will be watching Lost after the concert together. It will actually that will be part one of the season finale. There is a three it part. Will. There is a three part season finale that will be part one, and so uh, the I will tell you that the the space because of our home our home is extremely small, folks. So space is limited. There are a limited number of tickets. If you want to participate and come, there is a link. Just go to gspn.tv. On the main page, there's a link for the tickets there. Now, Stephanie, Clifford. I'm even more excited. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I am. I, I honestly, I, have, I am more excited. 
for the next one. Well, we tried to make them match up. We tried to put it all on one night and things just... But it wasn't working. It, things were not aligning well. No, they weren't. So here it is. On We are throwing... Remember the... the uh, What was that? The season four premiere party we did? We did. Very I, huge I success. Remember. And we had a wonderful time. Well, guess what? We are doing a season four finale party here in the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area. Same place at Entertainment Solutions. And tickets are available now. Tickets are free. Tickets are free. And again, this time I've decided to use a, a, a service, the same service that Matthew Ebel is using to sell tickets okay. uh, for the concert. The concert for Matthew Ebel is $10, by the way. Right. And uh, But the, the tickets for the season four finale party are free, but I still want people to sign up and get a ticket so that I can make sure we have the right amount of snacks and everything there. I don't want to. I don't want to run out of food, and I don't want to have way too much food. <clears throat> so anyway, this is huge, folks. Please do go to gspn.tv and sign up as many people as you want. Tell lots and lots of other people about this. So anyway, that is our notes. Now. <laughs> Here's the thing. Today, what, hold You're on. So funny. Who, what, what's like, going on? No, I'm laughing at you. You're like, that's our oh, our thing. Notes. Yeah, that's our notes. Is that what I said? Yeah. I have no clue what I said. Anyway, here here's the here's the situation. All right, okay. we set this up the season finale party. It's been planning, been working on it for weeks now. Right. And, of course, we've been planning that for May or Tuesday or Thursday, May 22nd. We had. And we were going to have Matthew Eadwell come, to, and he was going to be part of it on the 22nd. And that all it fell through. It didn't work out for him. He had to come the week before, he which had, was not a problem. Right. It's we, actually going to work out We decided well. we were going to do two events. No big deal. Well, today, I finally got out and sent out the announcement. I created the <laughs> tickets. so funny. Everything. And it's so like, funny. guys, come. It's going to be great. And then all of a sudden, I get like 85 emails from the mailing list people saying, Cliff, did you hear that they just finally confirmed yeah. this? And so, Stephanie, will you read the story that Where's we got? Where's this from? Osceola? This, this is from Osceola. Okay. And uh, Amanda Black is the one who sent us the okay. actual article. Ready? Yes. I can now confirm what I first teased earlier this week. Team Darleton has sealed a deal with ABC to bring us an extra hour of Lost this season. But there's a twist. Lost isn't the only ABC hit experiencing an unexpected growth spurt. Sources confirmed to me exclusively that Grey's Anatomy will also expand its season by an hour. And it has Lost to think. Allow me to explain. With a 14, 14th hour of Lost, now a done deal, the show's finale will swell to three hours. But in what can only be described as an unorthodox scheduling move, the first hour of that finale will air on May 15th, and then we have to wait two weeks until May 29th to get the last two, two hours. weeks? That's right. No Lost on May 22nd. Ugh. Why? Apparently, Darleton convinced ABC that the final two hours had to air together. And with the finales of Grey's and Ugly Betty already slated for May 22nd at 8 and 9 p.m. respectively, ABC really had no other choice than to schedule Lost's two-hour exit for May 29th. 
That, in turn, created a hole on May 22nd at 10 p.m., hence the Nets' decision to tack an extra hour onto the Grey's finale. We are very excited and grateful to ABC President Steve McPherson for working out the scheduling difficulties to allow us to make the second part of our finale two hours, says executive producer Carlton Cuse. Dame and I were working on the script and we just couldn't get it all done in one hour without shortchanging the story. Now the finale will have all of the sweep and emotional completeness we wanted it to have, along with, of course... Answering who's in the coffin. Yay, I want to know who's in the coffin. Still confused about how the new schedule will look? Let me break it down for you. May 15th, 8 p.m., Ugly Betty. 9 p.m., Grey's Anatomy. 10 p.m., Lost Part 1 Finale. May 22nd, 8 p.m., Ugly Betty Finale. 9 to 11, two-hour Grey's Anatomy Finale. May 29th, 8 p.m., Lost Encore Part 1 Finale. 9 to 11, two-hour Lost Finale. All told, a pretty spectacular frac- <laughs> turn of events. That is, unless you have a stake in the success of Swingtown. The controversial CBS drama was scheduled to debut on May 29th at 10 p.m. against little or no competition. Now it's up against the most anticipated 60 minutes of television all year. Doy, I'm guessing you guys have an opinion on all this. Do you think the one we preemption will slow loss momentum? And if sh- if so, is that a small price to pay if the end result is an extra freaking hour of lost? Sound off below. <laughs> Let's ask Chef Mark what he thinks. Chef Mark, what do you think about this? Well, I think that a three-hour finale punctuated by two weeks is really not a three-hour finale. It's more like episodes. I would agree. You know, I like, agree. It's like you could call the whole season like you know, like a thirteen-hour finale. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is very similar to what we had in season one, where you had, um, I think it was when, oh gosh, they, I think they found the hatch, and then all of a sudden, th- we get Mister Friendly taking Walt, and that that last episode was two have hours. To take the boy. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're take, the, have to take the boy. Bring her out, Alex. That was a different season. I know it was, Stephanie. So, Chef Mark, you had requested to talk. Did you want to share that thought? That's that's what I wanted to to say. I thought it's a little... You know, first it was going to be a one-hour finale. Then it was going to be a two-hour finale. Then they say now it's actually a three-hour finale, but one hour airs, and then there's this this weird schedule, and then the other two hours. So it's like it's not really a three-hour finale if it's separated by a week and a half, is it? Yeah, but you know what? That's all semantics to me. All I care about is, you know what? We're getting an extra hour. Freaking All you care about is who's in the coffin and what happened to that (laughs) helicopter. I don't care about the helicopter, but I do want to know who's in that coffin. I do want to know. All right, so let's... All right, very cool. Thank you, Chef Mark. And Yeah, go ahead. Before you move on, can I just say something? Yeah, no. No? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, go no, go ahead and say something. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just want to say, as um, a podcaster who is sharing information, thank you to Asiello because that was the easiest article I have ever read. Oh, yeah. I mean, it he, he just writes. Flows. He writes. He's a great writer. Wonderful anyway, writer. Just wanted to say that. I really enjoy reading his writing. You even did good when you read Fractacular. Did you like Which that? isn't even a word. It's not, but I practiced because I knew this was coming up. <laughs> Alrighty, let's see here. So we don't have a lot of material 
necessarily like new uncovered from TV shows to, to, that we've been watching or anything like that. TV episodes of Lost. However, we have seen a lot of discussion continuing to happen in our forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. And so the lost theories are flying, a lot of discussions happening. And so what I want to do is just highlight just some of the stuff you might see uh, being discussed in the forum if you were to go there today. So Stephanie, I'm going to read the first one here. This is from Stay Lost uh, is the username. And Stay Lost wrote, since la- let's see, since Lost won't be back for a few weeks, I'm rewatching episodes, starting with the pilot. I noticed in the pilot how much bigger the monster seems than he has been lately. In the pilot, you see and hear it rampaging through the jungle, taking down trees and everything in its path. I cringe to see the pilot stick his head out the window of the broken cockpit, and there he goes, his body broken, left up in the trees. These days, the monster seems much more of a face-to-face kind of thing, getting into people's heads. Not sure uh, where this is taking us, but can't we go along for the ride? Oh, can't wait to go along for the ride. Well, I, I'm, I'm following along, and you totally <laughs> chopped up her comment, or or his comment. I, I don't know. Stay lost. But... Come on, if you're going to read someone else's <laughs> thoughts, read them right. Can't I just like go through and I, I do that all the time. Anyway, go ahead. You totally ad-limbed that. So I, I totally agree. I mean, when you think about the pilot, you see trees brought down. And yes. we don't see that anymore. Yeah. I mean, the closest we saw to that was Mr. Echo being flung around a couple trees. But even that was a little tame. So, what's yeah. up with Smokey? I mean, gosh, before he could take down trees and everything in his way, and now he he, he kind of like... That was before he's he like looked a, into John Locke's eyes. It's like a little dog with a taser on his nose with <laughs> when he hit, comes up against the little mighty fence they got built over there okay. in Otherville. <sighs> well, Maybe, you know, he doesn't like the fence. I think Smokey has been damaged, Stephanie. That's okay. what I think. Is that what you think? I think so. Okay. All right. Is this in regard to the same comment, or is no? This, this is different? this is completely different. I'm just giving. Sweet. I, I just, I'm not. I'm not I wanting love to your randomness. Well, here's the deal. I didn't want to come and read the forum to people. Your random. <laughs> I did. Your random thoughts of lost. I yeah. I just wanted to give people a random sampling that if you were just dying for lost content, there are people on our forum consistently wanting to talk about Lost. And these are some of the things that you'll see as discussion. So this is from Linker J. Patrick, and he wrote, Stephanie? I get all the hard ones. I've heard more than one person refer to invisible jump jets in regards to Lost, but I don't know what they're talking about. My brother mentioned it one time, and I have seen it mentioned on other forums in passing. What's this all about? Was this what people thought the smoke monster was in the beginning? The only scene that I think could be, could be that one, wow, darn it. Uh That only scene that I think could be that was one of the first episodes where the Losties were on the beach at night and heard the smoky noise and saw the trees moving in the distance. And then Kara Vush responded, I've I've never... 
Go ahead. This before. I've never heard this before, but now I'm curious. And that's where it ended. So has anybody in our live show here, have you guys ever heard of anything? What was it called again? Invisible Jump Jets? Uh, so we're. I'm waiting for just to see. Yes. Uh, let's see. That explains it. I think they're talking about something else. Uh, it's Invisible Jump Jets. So, oh, maybe they're talking about Wonder Woman. I don't know. Uh, so, new one to me. Everybody's saying they pretty much haven't heard about this either. So, out there in podcast land, if you guys, um, if you guys wouldn't mind, if you've heard anything about these invisible jump jets when it uh, relates to Lost, please give us a call. Area code eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Area code eight five nine seven nine five. 4067 and leave us a message let us know and then we'll let patrick know as well anyway uh this is the next one here freelance fox in our forum wrote hello guys i've been a devoted listener of cliff and stephanie's podcast for just under a few months but i've been devoted to watching lost since the very beginning i spent a lot of time making theories on my own but only recently got into the community and listening to podcasts Overall, I think that your podcast is the best out of a pool of many. I enjoy it very much. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your uh, your thought of our show. That's, that's very cool. Now to get down to my theory. Okay. I know this is really a little late to be posting because it concerns the constant entirely. But I figured that by, let's see, I figured that my... No, that by posting it here, it might get more exposure. I think I found the true explanation for all of Faraday's crazy ways. Several theories I've heard have tried to explain exactly what, if anything goes wrong, Desmond Hume will be my constant means. Okay, so right now, I'm just going to give you the raw thoughts I typed out as I thought of this, and I'll explain what I mean. Quote, mind only goes back in time. Time can time cannot be altered, explains Rat Maze Paradox. Daniel can't teach dead Eloise the maze in the future. Now, this is way beyond me, folks. Anyway, Desmond is his constant before equation. If a parad I'll tell you what, this is way too much beyond me, and it, it and I don't think it's gonna go very well reading in the um in this podcast. However, this is if you go to gspn.tv slash forum and all you have to do is go into general lost discussions and just look for the post that was made by Freelance Fox. It is a theory about, you know, all of this stuff and it's about, I didn't realize it when I did a copy and paste, mm -hmm. but it's actually a page and a half long. So if I'm reading it that crazily and I'm already mm -hmm. lost in the beginning, I think it's probably best that you go check it out in the forum. Well, I think you're lost because you're reading it. That's probably why. Did you want to read it? Well, I can try. Okay. As someone who knows how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you so much. I'm feeling much better about myself already. <laughs> that was funny. Do you want me to try or you want to go? No, go ahead. Desmond is be is his constant before equation. Right. Do you follow that statement? I don't know. Yes, go. Okay. Desmond is his constant constant before equation. If a time paradox is impossible and Daniel discovered the equation on his own between 1996 and 2004, then that means that Daniel has already used Desmond as a constant. Explains why Desmond was crying when he saw the news. 
possibly because he didn't prevent it or in an effort to meet Desmond and use him as a constant, he caused the crash. Hmm. And I think he means why Daniel was crying okay. when he saw the news. Okay, gotcha. Do you follow that? Yep, I do. Okay. Um, what I came what I came up with was that Faraday described the sensation Desmond and Minkowski were going through as their consciousness bouncing between past and present. This, to me, meant that their bodies remained firmly grounded in reality as their minds changed places, taking whatever knowledge they have with them. Desmond going back in time to help Faraday discover the proper equation early does not suddenly alter time, but because Faraday's mind has already passed that point in time. Faraday doesn't actually remember the past that Desmond saw happen. This, in effect, explains why Eloise is able to learn how to do the maze, because only her mind goes to the future. She is able to do the maze before she would have normally learned how. As we all know, Faraday was unable to teach Eloise the maze in the future because she was actually dead. But this point in time has already been passed and can't be altered. Yeah, I'm... You're still not following I'm me? not tracking... You still want to, me to finish? Yeah, continue okay. to finish because now some people are probably tracking right okay. along. All right. Go ahead. Now, on to the shocking end of the episode. When I was trying to make sense of this whole thing, I noticed that the page on which Faraday had written the comment on his constant was quite a ways back into the notebook. That made me think that perhaps this writing was from the past and that Daniel was at the time we saw reflecting on his choice of Desmond. We can assume... Ooh, lost my place, sorry. We can assume that Faraday has discovered the equation on his own between the time of the flashback and the present. That means that although what occurred in Desmond's mind happened, it didn't affect the present. Okay. What I'm trying to get out what I'm trying to get at here is that Daniel picked Desmond as his constant and used him previously to the time we see now. That would explain why we see Daniel crying over the announcement of the 815 crash. It could be because it it could be because it didn't do anything to stop it or even because he caused it. I also, now that we're a few episodes past this point, realize that it can also explain why Faraday went along on the journey. He was told the plane in the ocean was fake and wanted to help find the true survivors. Hmm. In brackets, he says, I wrote that little note to myself literally a few weeks ago on the night of the constant. It's late and I can't fully understand what I mean right now. <laughs> I'm glad but I'm... I'll come back later and edit it. Thanks, guys. Happy losting. All righty. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that was having a difficult time understanding everything that he meant. But in, it just to give folks, I did all that just to give folks. <laughs> it says too bad he didn't have a constant himself. <laughs> that's great. That. But anyway, that that's just to give you guys an example of just some of the discussions that are happening in the forum. So if you are looking for something to do related to Lost, there is a very awesome family of people, a community of people that listen to this podcast and the other podcasts that we produce here. 
and real relationships are being built uh, as people get to know each other. And and it's just a very friendly atmosphere. And we encourage you to come check it out, gspn.tv slash forum. And if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you're on MySpace, everybody, a lot, well, not everybody, but a ton of people in the forum have all in the introduce yourself section give you, given their Twitter IDs and Facebook IDs. And so they get to meet each other in the forum, but they interact with each other and all these other places as well. So it's it's really neat. It's really awesome. And uh, next I'm going to Michaela, who's requesting the talk right now. So, Michaela, you're on the line. Go ahead. Thanks, Chris. How are you going? Very good. How are you? Good, thanks. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. I just want to say I was very excited because I only just put my very first theory up on the forum, and I'm not usually one to be able to work out theories. Um, I was so excited that I think it was a, an original theory. <laughs> but um, it was just about, you know, when Tom had said to Michael, how did the bullet bounce off your head or did jam, the gun jam up? Oh, yeah. And I remembered back to when Claire was giving up um, her, sorry, going to give up the baby and she went to sign the papers with the couple that were going to adopt him. Oh, and yeah. the pen wouldn't work. And then she used another pen that still wouldn't work. Oh, yes. Similar circumstance. I really like that. That's really good. Hold on. That definitely gets this. It's an interesting theory. (laughs) You're very privileged. Michaela, that is awesome. And and, in the chat room, Chef Mark is begging that I do this. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, that's awesome. Hey, I'm so glad that you you got around to posting in the forum and stuff like that. And of course, I know you've been in the forum for a long time, so yeah, and intera- interacting with people. But yeah, I'm glad you posted that. And uh, and where in is that in the theory section? Um, it was yeah. I think it was general lost discussions. Okay, wonderful, great. So if folks want to continue on that discussion or dis- discuss that, debate it, whatever. Uh, check that out at gspn.tv slash forum, law section, general loss discussion. Very cool. Thanks so much. Thank you, Michaela. All righty. Let's see here. Now, Stephanie, it is time to jump into some listener feedback, listener which we have feedback. quite a bit of. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target areas acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hey, guys. It's Rachel of the Girls Night In and Sims 2 Challenges podcast. I'm calling in about Lost. Uh, you guys have been debating, and well, a lot of people have been debating, whether Michael and Desmond actually met prior to the freighter. Well, I was listening to a morning show called The Mix out of Chicago, <laughs> in the form of a podcast, and uh, Harold Perrineau was on. And he said that they were filming a scene, and at that point, they realized that, he, um, uh, they, realized that uh, they had never shot a scene together, Harold Perrineau and Henry Ian Cusack, who is Deadman. So that uh, answers that question. So at least as far as we actually saw on the show, they never met prior to the freighter. So that's all I have for today. Bye. 
Thank you so much. I almost forgot. Oh, what? Um, I don't block my phone number. I use Skype out to call. That's why no phone number showed up. Okay, that's it, really. Okay, bye. She's so funny. Oh, wait. No. um, Why would she point that out? I don't know. Anyway, Anyway, go ahead. Oh, the the whole thing about, about Michael and Desmond, I think we all pretty much knew that they hadn't met or had... I don't know. No, there was some people there talking some about people it because hit. of the look that they gave each other but on the freighter. But I think Michael's reputation preceded him. That's what I would. That's what I we think had that discussed. Desmond was reacting off of Saeed's reaction. Yes, yes, yes. I so would agree. Thank you, Rachel, for clearing that yes, up for all of us. Yes, thank you, Rachel. Rachel totally rocks. And uh, I mean, we just have some awesome people in our community. So thank you very much for participating. It's it's always awesome to have everybody come and join and give their thoughts and everything. So next we have an email that came in, and this was from Pete. And Pete emailed CNS, which I think means Cliff and Stephanie. I'm not... I love that. That's the way it is in the phone book. Yep. Oh, thanks. Just tell everybody now, why don't you? I keep telling you to take it out of there, but they, you don't. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, CNS, just listen to your podcast, number 147. And while I don't disagree that Hurley is probably that Hurley probably has something special about him, I have a different view of his skill at games and cards. When he was younger, Hurley was probably the fat kid in quotations. I remember this. Yes, who got picked last, if at all, for sports and games. The assumption being that since he was huge, that he had no athletic skill. As someone who, while not who, while not the fat kid, was viewed as unathletic, I can identify with that. Hurley's character may have done the same sort of thing that I did. Practice, 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 until he had honed his ping pong skills, his basketball skills. Just a thought. Hope to hear what you think um, best, Pete. But if we remember back, Hurley didn't get fat until after his dad left. That's right. But, you know, the thing is, is that... But he was preteen, so he wasn't a fat kid. Right. Like, But he could have blew up really quick. That's not nice. I don't know. Listen to you over there. <laughs> I did. Right when you got pregnant the first time. There and, I oh, it's all my fault. It's and all my fault. It was not all your fault. It I'm was pretty sure that far- the hot fudge cake had I'm, something to do I with it. I think it was the hot fudge cake from Frisch's. No one said that every time I craved a hot fudge cake, you had to eat one too. That was your own doing, not mine. Yeah. You cannot blame it on my pregnancy. Amanda in the uh, chat room says that Hurley had lots of time to practice in honing his skills while he was in the loony bin. Nice way to change the subject. I didn't hear what you said, so let's move <laughs> along. Paul from Long Island called in. Oh my gosh, we haven't heard from Paul in forever. So here's Paul from Long Island. Okay. And Paul, I hope we get an opportunity to meet you in, in New York. So Hey Cliff and Stephanie, it's Paul from Long Island. I was listening to last week's show, and I thought it was pretty amusing when uh, Stephanie started talking about how old Michael is, uh, because his birth certificate or his passport said 1963 as his date of birth. And uh, having been born in 1962, I started to laugh, saying, okay, Stephanie thinks I'm old. Until she mentioned that her parents were born in 63, and I thought, oh my God, I am old. (laughs) So uh, I guess... uh, I guess I am old. No. So uh, as far as comments for the show, the only thing that really just makes me wonder is how gullible are these people? Uh, You know, Ben shows Locke a uh, video of Widmore uh, basically, I guess, beating somebody up, 
with no explanation as to the context that it's being shown in, and he immediately accepts, okay, Widmore is the bad guy. For all we know, he's defending himself in that video. Uh, and then uh, Tom shows Michael uh, some photographs of some empty graves and an uh, invoice, which how do we know the authenticity of it, and says, oh, these are all Widmore, and it's proof that he's uh, going to destroy and kill everybody on the island. And Michael accepts that as fact. It seems to me that they have a pretty low uh, threshold of what it takes to convince them, and I just found that kind of amusing, too. So. All right, guys, uh, we've got to get through this month with no episodes, so uh, hopefully we put on some good shows to keep us entertained. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you so much, Paul. The old man. He is not old. <laughs> he is not old. My parents just started really early. <laughs> they started extremely early, Paul. Just, so just don't feel so bad, okay? Uh, let's do see the here. math. Do the math. I'm going to be 30. <laughs> there you go. So uh, Martin from Germany wrote in, and he wrote an audio uh, or email to go with the audio file that he emailed in. So uh, <laughs> I think that made sense. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to you. Oh, okay. What made sense? Some, I don't know. So do you want to read what e- uh, Martin emailed in? I will. Yeah, page four or five. Hi, Cliff. Hi there, Martin. Since you do this show by yourself. I've been listening to your show for quite some time <laughs> over here in Germany and wanted to make my point on a nice theory about what is really going on with the fake question mark. 815 wreck. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I don't know why he started with sorry. Anyway. He says sorry for, for a, a. the Okay. The audio comment being two minutes and 30 seconds long. But it's a twisted theory. And B for calling you Chris, which I love. <laughs> I realized my mistake afterwards, but was glad that I made it through the whole stuff so i didn't want to record it again but i know you're actually called jeff and he <laughs> wings so enjoy my theory and feel free to use or edit it for your entertaining podcast good luck with Bravenscraft enterprises and best wishes from germany martin martin thank you so much and don't give um, Martin, a hard time for just e- emailing to Cliff because I happen to know that when I hit play, it's gonna hey, it's gonna say hey, Chris and Stephanie. Sweet, at least he so, knows my name. Well, the thing—that's what I'm saying. He he addressed both of us. He, I know he was writing the he email. He was apologizing because he doesn't know who you are. Exactly. Right. So there you Which go. Which he does. Here's I'm just Martin. Just giving him a hard time now. Yep. Here we go. Hi, Chris and Stephanie. This is Martin from Germany with yet another funny accent for your show and uh, a wacky theory, which um, is going to be a little bit too long for your taste, I know. I apologize, but I think it's important and you didn't uh, cover this in your podcast yet. Um, I think a very important detail on the show is the geographical place where the supposedly fake 815 plane wreck has been found. The Sunda Trench off the coast of Bali is actually in the completely wrong ocean. A plane from Sydney to LA would cross the Pacific Ocean and that's where the plane actually crashed as even Jack told us in the witness stand and as was confirmed last episode by the fact that the freighter set sail from Fiji in the Pacific Ocean. The plane wreck was found in the Indian Ocean off the coast of Bali and this is actually 4,000 miles in the wrong direction from where the plane was supposed to fly. So. Why would either Ben or Whitmore bother to buy a plane or those corpses and then fake the crash somewhere where it most probably 
would make people ask even more questions than they already had about Flight A15. There's lots of deep places in the Pacific Ocean as well, which would have made much more sense and which would have been far away from the island as well. So I think there is something completely different going on, which Ben and Whitmore want to cover up, and so they both pretend that the air crash was faked when it actually wasn't. My theory, I think that the plane on the bottom of the ocean is not fake at all, but the real Flight 815 from an alternate reality dimension. This plane somehow passed through some dimension-rifting, wormhole kind of thing, right into our reality and right onto a different place at the map. I can't really explain it, but I guess this has something to do with the polar bear, the desert, and uh, with the orchid station, which was revealed last year at Comic-Con. If you don't know the orientation video, check YouTube for orchid station. This, by the way, might also explain why the pilot on the sunken plane doesn't wear a wedding ring. I think that in this alternate reality, Frank Lapidus, our helicopter pilot, actually got to fly 815 as he was originally meant to be. And so the dead body he is watching on the TV is actually himself. What do you think? Hmm, the dead body on the TV is himself. Well, I will. That's twisted. I'll tell you what. I will give you this. It's an interesting theory because it is an interesting theory, and I like the idea of alternate realities and 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 all these other things. That, you know, alternate timelines, all, all that good stuff. I really love when people think that way. Uh, the only thing that I can think of is that I, th- I mean, he obviously, I believe, knew the the captain. Of or yeah, the captain and he mentioned the the wedding ring and he knew and so I don't think he was seeing himself. I I, I really don't think that that quite fits. However, um, the other thing is is that uh, what was the other one? The there was one other thing. Oh, the the other thing I have written down here is what about all the uh, documentation that Tom has? about the purchase of those dead bodies the purchase of the you know the reco- or the trap or junked plane or whatever you call that the right. the wreckage you know wreckage. that he's anyway the, so so there's just too much there that I think uh, goes against that but at the same time I I enjoy that and everybody in the chat room thinks that it was a huge hit to have somebody else with yet another wonderful accent in our show. So absolutely, we love having people from. Spare my accent. You have an accent. People tell me I do. I have no idea what they're talking about. Well, it's not that bad. (laughs) Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't say there was anything wrong with that. Well, you said it's not that bad. Well, you're making it sound. You're making me sound like I'm from way south. Way south? Way south. All yes, right. Michaela, but yours is so much better. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up we have a voicemail coming in from Ed from South Carolina. Hey, Cliff. It's Stephanie. This is Ed from West Columbia, South Carolina, calling for the Lost podcast. Um, I just want to get your, your idea on the whole timing issue going on with um, with Michael's story versus the time delays that's going on at the island and the freighter the rocket. It to me it seemed like for the Michael episode and my internet's been down so I haven't really been able to look at a lot of the stuff online, but the to me it seemed like he was at the same time in the States as they were on the island. That they were celebrating Christmas or just finished Christmas and they were getting ready to they were it was obviously what, Christmas Eve 
when Desmond called Penny. So it was all about the same time. But then how does that fathom into some of the time differences that we're already noticing, um, like i.e. the rocket coming in and, and how things are going faster in the real world versus uh, on the island? All right, just wanted to, thought I'd give you a call. I'm driving up to go pick up my in-laws from Charlotte, so I have a lot of time to think. So thanks a lot. Enjoy your show, and uh, I'll try to call back another day. Take care. Bye. Ed, thank you so much. Um, to answer your question, what do we think about the time difference? I have no idea. don't know. I have no clue what to think at this point. I All I think is I think it's cool that they're messing around with time. That That's really the extent of what I think about it. Uh, I'm not, you know, contrary to some people's beliefs, just because we do a podcast and we're so obsessed with Lost and, 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 you know, we spend probably what, several hours a week devoted to this show. The, the fact is, is that I'm not one of those guys that ha- that goes in and reads those in-depth heavy articles regarding the theories of time and, and trying to see what they're trying to uncover. I How- tried once. I got a migraine. However, I will tell you, I just love the fact that they're messing with time in this thing. I really thing. do, too. I, I, I just think it's cool. And I love it whenever they drop in some kind of clue, some kind of hint. And for me, it, this is one, it's one of those things that just doesn't have to make sense to me. But I'm hoping that they do give us some kind of like little bit of an explanation that is somewhat feasible with, with some kind of pseudoscience, which is what they've been uh they've been talking about and <laughs> chef mark says he really doesn't care all he cares about is he says i'm in it for the freaking polar bears so <laughs> but uh no <laughs> beth says she waits for chef mark to explain it to her <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's yeah that's exactly what we do every now and then we that, have that's to, what we're doing too we we bring chef mark in to co-host with us from time to time so he that we can explain what's going on and he tells we pretend to know stuff we he tells us about all those philosophers and he he's the educated guy so anyway so and it, um, but he I've already, doesn't know who's in the coffin. And I want to say thank you for calling us when you have lots of free time, and that was very awesome. And I, just a personal note, Ed, thank you for calling in a message for Marcus Carey, my client. Uh, I put a call out on the My Crazy Life show, and uh, for his political talk radio, he was looking for some voicemails. I don't know if his ever got played, but I know somebody else's message did get played in one of his shows. So. Uh, I, I know it's queued up and it, it's there. So, But anyway, personal thank you to you, Ed, for calling in. All right, next we have Anita from Denver who emailed in. Stephanie, can you read that one? It's on the top of the last page. Just an FYI. Oh, okay. I was watching a rerun of Malcolm in the Middle, and I saw the actress who plays Alex, Ben's daughter, playing Malcolm's girlfriend, Cynthia. It was probably in the first or second year, so she was really young. But just but just interesting to note, Lost was not the first time we've seen her. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Anita B. from Denver. Anita B., thank you very much, and that's very cool. Now, have you ever seen Malcolm in the Middle? Once, I think. I don't think I've ever think seen it, was, it. I think it was on Fox. But very cool. I, I would like to see her so. in some other stuff, and I... You know, I think it'd be interesting. So I, I thank you for sharing that information with us. Very yeah. cool. All right. So next up, it is Erin in Seattle. Oh, and she's got a very interesting question, Stephanie. <laughs> I'll go ahead and let her ask, and then we'll we'll kind of respond to it. 
Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, it's Erin from Seattle, and I have to tell you, I have no idea what struck you guys so funny in that last podcast that you recorded, but just listening to you guys laugh absolutely just cracked me up, and I, I actually was just laughing here all by myself listening to you guys laugh. But anyway, thank you so much for the great podcast. You guys just do a terrific job and make it fun, and, and you really enhance my enjoyment of the show. I am calling with a bit of a theory that I think Charles Widmore um, got the Black Rock Journal and purposely sent Desmond on those coordinates in hopes that he would find the island on that sailing regatta or whatever you call that race that he was in um, to get him to be on the island. So um, anyway, you guys, again, thank you so much for the great podcast. You guys are just awesome. Talk to you later. Bye. Aaron, thank you so much. Now, two things. Uh, the first question you ask is, I don't know what it was that made you guys laugh. And I'm going to explain it to those of you who have not had Are the... Are you going to tell them the truth? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little behind-the-scenes uh, secret. The honest truth? Yes. Well, we had a visitor that night, too. We did have a visitor. My brother was in the room. Whenever we bring a third party in here... It, it, it's it, all downhill it, from there. It, it could get crazy. <laughs> For those who have been listening all the way since the beginning, they remember the days when Rachel the neighbor was oh apart. Oh, my goodness. It, it was just laugh fest. She was the next door neighbor. Yes. So um, so here's the situation. During the spots where we have callers, you would imagine that being wonderful, you know, gracious, thankful podcasters that we would listen to intently to every word that's being spoken to us in the in the feedback section. Sometimes, however, and especially when we have a third person in the studio, but sometimes we get a little distracted. Don't blame it on the third person. It really has nothing to do with them. Sometimes we get distracted <laughs> with, with, with whatever it is. And it ends up that we're actually reading the chat room or we're doing something. Stephanie and I are making what funny faces at each other. What is a long time to say? Is that we're not really listening to the voicemails. And so then it finishes up and we go and we're like looking at each other and we have no idea what to comment other than thanks for your call. That, and it's not true all the time, but probably about 35, 45 percent of the time we have no clue what was just said. And what was so funny was that that week um, we had played like several in a row <laughs> and no clue what any of them were about. And we just looked at each other and kind of lost it and we just couldn't get it back. It was, it was, it was quite humorous. And so, uh, it, it's kind of funny because there are times when we'll actually turn the Ustream camera on and the people who are joining us live are actually watching us. <laughs> well, wasn't that the case that week? It, it was the yeah. case that week. And while it was one of those really long voicemails, that continued and went on and on and on. And I was actually up out of my chair making funny faces at the camera and everything. And what was funny is like it like ended abruptly and I had to come back and I had to try to pretend that, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, well, oh, thank, thank you. you. You know, yeah. I never and really thought about it that way or something. I was going to have to. And it was a totally lame, <laughs> lame answer. And that's and what happened. We're really sorry to that person who yes, called. We, well, the thing is, is they still got their comment out and thousands upon thousands of people out there got to hear the comment. And 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 so absolutely, you know, I can't. We, we have fun. We do have fun here. Now, regarding your theory of Woodmore sending, uh, I like that theory about sending the boat and sending Desmond. And Haven't we heard that before? I don't. I, I had not heard it before. Although I will tell you, I previewed this message, 
And I could have swore I heard her say that Widmore got the Black Rock Turtle. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, seriously, listen to this. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, it's Erin from Seattle. And I have to tell you, I have no idea what struck you guys so funny in that last podcast that you recorded. But just listening to you guys laugh absolutely just cracks me up. And I, I actually okay, here it is. Turtle, here listen. Myself, listening to you guys laugh. But anyway, thank you so much for the great podcast. You guys just do a terrific job and make it fun. And, and you oh, really enhance my enjoyment sorry. of the now, show. Now, here comes the turtle. I am calling with a bit of a theory that I think Charles Widmore um, got the Black Rock Journal and purposely <laughs> said could, journal. I know she said journal. I heard it tonight as we were playing it again. Uh, you but, only heard turtle because you wanted to. Amanda in the chat room says, I totally heard turtle. She only heard turtle because you had <laughs> placed that in her head. Chef Mark says, no, turtle would totally explain all the rabbits. It's the tur- <laughs> This is a haul about the tortoise and the hare. Oh goodness gracious! Anyway, we are we're having too much fun here. We gotta we gotta reel this in. Yeah, because let's you be know, serious fun here. Is just yeah, this is we're not supposed to be having fun. This is serious. This is lost. All right, so here's our last caller of the day, and it is our good friend Wayne Henderson. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Wayne from Wayne Henderson Voiceovers, and I just wanted to drop you a quick line and let you know that I finally upgraded to the GSPN Plus program, and, you know, I figured it was time. I've gotten a lot of entertainment and information from you over the past few years with the GSPN Lost podcast, as well as the Podcast Answer Man podcast, Help, I've Got a Mac, as well as the Daily Devotion, Almost Daily Devotional podcast, and the My Crazy Life podcast. Those pretty much are the favorites that I listen to, and I just want to kind of give back by thanking you for all that you've done, and to make sure that I don't miss out on any of the exclusive content that uh, could be coming from the GSPN Plus program. So, yet again, I just want to thank you. Best of luck in 2008. And this is Wayne. Wayne, thank you so much. And folks, Wayne has been a podcaster as well. And you can find it over at whpodcast.com, waynehendersonpodcast.com. And also, he does. Uh, he started up a lost one. So uh, if you just go to the Lost Podcast Network out there at, uh, I think it's lostcasts.blogspot.com for the uh for the Lost Podcasting Network, and Wayne does a wonderful show there as well. But Wayne, I want to say thank you for being a Plus member, and I want to say thank you to, uh, how many do we have now, Stephanie? You have the report in front of you there. There's a, we have the list, because we're going to do something with the list. It's No, it's on the top of the front page. It's it's calculated up here. We have 78 plus members right now, and we need more. But anyway, uh, what we the thing is is that what Wayne was talking about is he's been on the plus member site, which is launched and it's out there, and people are really enjoying it. The conversation that's taking place in the comment section. Uh, just some of the benefits is that there's going to be some material that's released there, such as my personal blog and some video content like video blog entries. Those are going to be posted there that won't be available anywhere else. Not to mention the fact that every single podcast that we produce is able to be po- uh, commented on directly to that. Uh, some great things. Plus, we're going to do some additional uh, plus feeds and stuff down the road. You can read all about it at gspn.tv slash plus. But one of the things that we do is every month on the 15th of each month or around the 15th of each month, we do a drawing for a free iPod shuffle. 
and I have in front of me right here in my hands, I have one of our iPod shuffles, and right now we are going to do our drawing. Today's the 12th, it's three days early, but uh, I figured we'd go ahead and do it here, and I'm looking for somebody who's dialed in on uh, the phone right now, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to take, uh, I took Pacifist, I think his name is Michael, is on the line. Michael, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you just great. Now, Stephanie, you added up all the numbers. You assigned numbers. I guess they're 1 to 78, correct? They're not. They're 1 to 75. There's 1 to 75? I took me, you, and Robert off. Oh, okay. Very good. So, Robert who? Johnson. Oh, okay. Why'd you take Robert off? He didn't need a shuffle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Michael, what I need you to do is I need you to just pick. It's not like he listens to this podcast anyway. Before Steph, before the podcast tonight, I had Stephanie take the list of plus members, and she she assigned a number to each one of them. And so I need you to give me a number, any number between one and seventy-five. Uh, twenty-three. Twenty-three, Stephanie. Twenty-three. I better be able to pronounce this name. All right, so let's see here. Twenty three. What if this person has already received if it, a shuffle from us? If they've already received it, then we have to pick another number. Okay, it's Holly Darling, and she got one. Oh, but when she she, was she got it as a door prize though. It Does that count? No, she she gets it because okay, it, it, that that was a door prize for coming from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and okay. stuff like that. So no, she has not won it from the plus membership drawing oh, okay. so i was just asking yeah no absolutely i well, thought there it, you go allison little miss holly yes yeah, so little miss holly uh you are getting your second ipod shuffle so you'll be able to give it <laughs> you'll be able you know what's great is i know that she's going to take this and she's going to give it to somebody she will and she's going to tell them about podcasting and she's going to tell them about gspn.tv the full-time she's so mom cute. she is so cute yeah so you anyway load it up with the full-time mom and give it to somebody holly will be getting in touch with you to get your address <laughs> so that we can mail that out to you and folks, uh, we would love to have you just go to gspn.tv slash plus and please read the letter there. It's, it's a little lengthy, but if, it'll, it will definitely tell you what plus membership is, why we're doing plus membership. And so very cool. And Michael, thank you so much for uh, picking the lucky number. And, mm -hmm. and I'm certain that Holly thanks you as well. And actually, you know what? Uh, Amy here, Amy Wright is in the room. So... Uh, maybe, maybe I know that Amy and Holly very close friends there in Tennessee. Yeah, and and Amy agrees with with Stephanie from Tennessee, who says that Holly should give it to Amy. There we go. So, <laughs> you know, hey, it's 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 up to Holly there, but you know, no pressure or anything. No pressure. No pressure. But uh, anyway, so let's see here. I think that that's. That's it. Um, the only thing else I have is uh, we have you know the coming up on Lost. However, since we do have a bunch of people on the phone here, I just want to give you one last chance, or not one last chance, but I want to just give you a chance. If anybody has anything they want to share, any kind of big story that we missed about Lost, please go ahead and hit the request to talk button. We'll get you on the show right now. Otherwise, we are going to go on to the coming up on Lost. So... And it looks like nobody's hitting the request to talk button. So uh, we are going to go ahead and do that. Now, before we do, um, I just want to say thank you to, and let me see if I can get this right here. I want to say thank you to Amy Pearson. Um, I want to thank you, Amanda. 
uh, for Michigan, Amanda Lay, Bruce Turner, Chef Mark, Ernie, Elizabeth, Eternal Cow. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Full-time mom. Oh, hey, thank you, Steph. What did uh, I do? Guest number 17, Iceberg, I Took Pacifist, Jay Schaefer, uh, Maggie, Mardaryl, Michaela, Money Penny, uh, Queen Amy, or well, Amy Wright, uh, Rob from Down Under, Satin, something. Anyway, Sharon, Sherry, Standro, Troy, Beth, and Stephanie, and Zach, and Andrea Zuniga. So thank you Whatever all. Whatever we all did. Yes. Well, no, I was going to say thank you for coming and participating live oh. after taking two weeks off. I mean, I I, I thought for sure that... That was really cool. Our, I, I really thought that our first week back after taking two weeks off that we would have you a very small crowd. From oh, and Chrissy from Australia, who happened to be the very like like one of the first three people yeah, that signed catch in. Catch up, Cliff. So sorry, Chrissy. Sarah so. absolutely loves her postcard. Oh yes, yes. As do I, but yeah. she is like, I'm okay. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt Chrissy's feelings, but. It's not the first postcard that I have received. I still enjoy love getting my mail. And we have other this, postcards from we Chrissy. Do, we do. We have a beautiful display of our of our cards over here. But this was Sarah's first postcard. Yes. And she is so giddy about it. So I'm not to say that I'm not grateful for mine, but she is just adorably yep. giddy about it. She's like, I got a postcard from Australia. Well, here, let me so, tell you guys something. If you guys don't know this, uh, Sarah is Stephanie's co-host. For the full-time mom. And she didn't know what to think the first time Stephanie actually brought the portable digital recorder to no. their lunch date. Actually, I kind of scared her to death. And she's like, that's a little weird. That I, I don't know what you just did, and I, that's just weird. And and then <laughs> Stephanie's like, and she, you know, the feedback came in, and we forwarded some emails to her, and she goes, okay, maybe I'll come into your studio and record one. Now, do you know what she says to us the other day? I'm addicted. addicted. I want to do more. She does. And so how awesome is that? It's pretty cool. So, we have a great time. Anyway, folks, again, go to gspn.tv. Check out the front page there. Uh, there is information about the Matthew Evil concert. We want you to get your tickets before uh, they're sold out because our house is not that huge. And you can come and watch the first. <laughs> it may be standing room only. <laughs> It may be standing room only, uh, but anyway, we we definitely want you to come and participate and and see Matthew Evil in concert. And there, if you click on the link to buy, buy the tickets, uh, you don't have to buy the tickets right then and there. But you can see two YouTube videos uh, that are that are there, and they will show you a little bit of of his music. And he is wonderful. He is wonderful. And yes, uh, um, Chef Mark is asking will i be you streaming the concert i certainly will you stream the concert since it will be here in our home i know i'll have a very good internet connection so yes that will be streamed all righty and uh and of course don't forget to sign up for the free season four finale party we Got want it. you to come and participate and uh with that we are going to go ahead <laughs> I'm and sorry now you have to tell them. Now I have to tell them that for dinner I had some rice and one got stuck in the socket from where my wisdom teeth were removed and I just got it out and I'm like very excited. She's a little giddy. <laughs> so with that, uh, if you don't like spoilers, uh, I don't. it's not really spoilerish in my opinion, but if you don't like anything, this could be deemed spoiler. This is what's coming up on Lost. At least a little preview from our good friend Bonnie Koval over at lost.about.com. 
gmail.com. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from lost.about.com with your Lost Preview. The next episode is called The Shape of Things to Come and will be on Thursday the 24th at its new time, 10 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Locke's camp comes under attack and Jack tries to discover the identity of a body that has washed ashore. So Locke's camp comes under attack from the freighter people, from the people who attacked Rousseau and Carl, the photos show Locke and Ben moving heavy objects against the door of Ben's house. Is that really going to keep someone from getting in? Also, Locke talks on the phone and has a bunch of guns. It's interesting that Jack tries to discover the identity of a body. What resources does he have other than personal items that might be on the body? Is it Regina's body or maybe someone else from the freighter? This is a Saeed flash-forward episode and we'll see the usual guest stars, including Bernard, also guest starring in this episode is Alan Dale as Charles Widmore. For more information, read my The Shape of Things to Come guide and preview and check out the photos. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for Lost.About.com. Alrighty, folks. That is another episode. Episode number 152 of the Weekly Lost Podcast. Wow. So, Stephanie, I'm glad you got your teeth all taken care of there. Sorry. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back again next week where we'll need lots of your listener feedback if we want to have a show. So 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. Until then, stay lost.